Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Mary Robb. Mary's the CEO and founder of Social Practice, my personal friend and a killer influencer. And I love your social media game, Mary. And it's such an honor to have you on. And from from Santosh to Jessica to so many friends in common, it's like we've been friends forever. So thanks for being on the show. And it's great to have you. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. I know in the pre-show we were talking about being a business owner and us, you know, Andre stepped in, back into biz dev and sales roles. And I know, you know, you were talking about moving into sales role too for social practice. So there are certainly trends out there that are happening. What are you seeing as the social media trends as we exit 23 and, and move into 2024? Can you believe it? 2024? I know. I'm ready for it. I feel like 2023 for a lot of us was such a year of growth and challenge and a lot of pruning was happening. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been talking to a lot of my business owner friends and we all kind of feel that same sentiment, but 2024, um, you know, I think it's going to be the best year yet. I think coming out of COVID in 2020, um, there's been a lot of just change and just different types of things going on in people's worlds that have been challenging. And um, there are definitely some trends that we're seeing and that I'm personally predicting as well. Mm. So the first thing that I really think is going to start happening and it already has is people are starting to get really smart with social media and you know, social media has been around over a decade at this point. Everybody's on it, no matter what generation you're in. If you're Gen Z, you're on TikTok and Instagram. If you're a millennial, you're on all of them. You're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook a little bit. If you're um, in your 40s to 60s, you're on Facebook and Instagram. And our grandparents are on Facebook now. So mm -hmm. at this point, every generation is on social media. Everyone's gotten to experience it. So there's going to be a lot more intentionality behind who we're following. And what that means is that people are really looking for a more deep, close connection with the accounts they're following. We're going to see people unfollowing a lot of accounts if they're not adding value or if they um, just are not really showing up in a way that's inspiring to that person, unless it's a personal friend or family. And even in that case, um, we're going to see some of that happening. So people are going to get a little bit more specific um, and have more boundaries around who they follow. It, this also like boils down to people being more self-aware of mental health and the impact of social media on mental health. You know, the average user spends over two hours a day on social media. And if you... Such a wild number. Isn't that crazy? I don't know if you've seen this content out there, but there's so much information and research around the content you consume impacts your mental health mm -hmm. in such extraordinary ways. And I find it so ironic that they're pushing that out. There's a guy that I follow is Chris Williams. And, and he talks about how he has two phones, one for business and one for personal. And the one for personal, he only picks up for an hour a day. But yet he's made his entire brand on social media. And wow. he's, he's self-policing himself on his own content. But I find yeah. it, I certainly find it ironic that they're pushing out the mental health concerns of social media. They're pushing it out on social media. Yeah. Because that's the only mechanism we have to reach yeah. people into in today. And I saw a study by Demand Sage uh in, in Hootsuite that said that the average social media user is logging into seven platforms in a month. And that you're you're right. I I very much believe that we are seeing these 
the offices specifically that are posting, you know, the the boring content or the floss, you know, may the floss be with you or whatever it is. We're seeing them decline in the accounts they reach. We're seeing them decline in 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 you know the overall metrics because yeah, yeah. If you're not adding value to me, I don't I don't want it on my feed anymore because I'm so distracted now with the various platforms. So many things. That's so good and it's so true. So that actually leads me into my next point. And this continues to be a theme. It's been a theme in social media for a long time. But again, as as users of social media are getting smarter and they're really wanting to be intentional with the time they're using on these apps, it's more important than ever in 2024 to create content that adds value. Um, so that means that you don't need to post every single day. You need to be really thoughtful and mindful of the posts that you are putting out. Um, and that means that the videos that you're sharing, they really need to provide information. They either need to be encouraging, inspiring, or giving that follower something to take away with them. Um, think about shareable, savable videos. You know, what kind of things can we talk about that our patients really need to know? What are these questions that we're constantly re-educating on? You'd be surprised. There's a lot of topics that dental clients will say, oh, you know, we think that most people know that, but then you, you realize they're answering that question over and over and yeah. over again in the practice. Great, great idea of, of value-add content. Um, so a big theme for next year is less is more, really having high value. And you might be able to attest to this, but production quality continues to be of more and more importance. There are two things that I love to do when it comes to social media and reviews. I like to read the reviews and talk about the things that people talk about for from yeah. you know a social validation standpoint the questions you get every day are mm -hmm. the, exactly the questions you should be answering cuz there's yeah. there's a reason you get them every day and, and and they don't have to be fancy like we had a dentist the other day that she used her kids legos and play-doh mm -hmm. and she talked about uh implant supported dentures and she literally molded the arch with the with the play-doh and it was such a good video and it was talked about yeah. bone loss it, it was so interesting and so educational and so fun and I, if you look at the people that you follow, I think that's probably what you should then look at and aspire to be on the social media side. Cause I unfollow people all the time that don't, that, that the, the humble brags, the, the, you know, they're just, they're just pushing out information that's not relevant to me. Mm -hmm. I unfollow them so quick now and I never go yeah. back and circle back to refollow them. Yeah. 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 That's how people are using it. And the, another piece to that is as people are dwindling down who they're following, they're also going to be looking for more raw, real, authentic content. So you might have seen Instagram. You know, we have close friends and stories. We also now have subscriptions. So if you pay a small subscription fee, you get access to certain content from an account that not the entire follower base gets. And mm -hmm. that's that's really where people are wanting to dig in deeper. So a lot of those short form videos that are seven seconds of spiral audios, those are going to be less and less trendy as time goes on because people are really wanting to get into depth. That's also where the trend of TikTok, TikTok just released the ability to upload 10 minute long videos. So we're starting to see potentially a shift in strategy. Um, you know, YouTube's been doing this since it started, but basically longer form content, which is where you get a lot of high value information. You mm -hmm. learn a lot, just similar to podcasts. People are, are becoming more and more interested in that type of information. They don't want just the hook. They want the whole answer, the full story. They really want to walk away feeling like they learned something and that they could take that into their world. 
Well, and I think that's a reaction to the clickbaity 15 second, you know, things, hacks and other things that, you know, just never worked. I mean, they were, they were just, you know, to get views, not necessarily to add value. And I think for me, I've moved away from that style of content because it, it is now the equivalent of like the fake news article on, you know, whatever website. Now I, I want the, I want to hear the context of, of whatever it is I'm consuming yeah. and make sure that's for me. I, I no longer yeah. want to waste my time with a, a 10 or 15 second funny life hack that is just for the clicks. Right. Yeah. Now, you mentioned authentic. I have a question. I have a, I have a love hate relationship with that word and I have a love hate relationship <laughs> with this movement. Uh huh. All right. On the pre-show, we were talking about the challenges that we face as uh, you know, owning businesses, we are talking about, you know, the challenges of the sales cycle and, and the things we're facing. Like to me, that was very authentic, but it was private. Yeah. Right. Between right. you and I, is there this view of I'm, I'm authentic here, but, but I have a, the, uh, a version of authentic that I'm putting to the world. Like, is it aspirationally authentic or is it authentic, authentic? And that's where I, I think, get I get confused. You know, that's such an interesting question. And I think being in the world of marketing and PR, it's mm -hmm. definitely something that it, it's a very interesting discussion. I don't know if we follow or keep up with the Kardashians at all, but their entire brand is built off this idea that we know who they are. They started off just being authentic and showing their family life, their dynamics. And then as a result of people being engaged with that, they now have these billion dollar brands right. because people feel like they're connected to that family. They feel like there's this authenticity about them. They now, feel the authenticity. I agree. They feel the authenticity. Mm -hmm. But the question you're asking, I mean, it's a valid one. And I would say I am not sure if I know of any highly successful content creator, brand, business owner that does not have some sort of boundary between what they're showing you and what they're uh -huh. not. I could yeah. be wrong. I haven't fully seen it. And just kind of like what you and I were talking about, there's reasons for that. But what are your thoughts on it? It is, it is a hard question because I will tell you, I'm the same. I say this with the utmost candor. I want to be authentic enough to get credit for being authentic in my presentation of my self to people in my network or that I know in my tribe. And we did this book club, the Netflix book, the No Rules Rules Netflix culture book. And and it was oh, a great cool. book. Yeah. And we did it with all the employees. And yeah. and I'm gonna get the quote wrong. In fact I may have to Google it while when next time you start talking and and uh look it up. But there was a you should be candid and open with yourself after you've demonstrated excellence. Because mm. if you just are sort of too open before you've demonstrated excellence, you're going to be viewed as incompetent. Sure. And the book sort of hit that on the head. Like, don't wow. don't overshare, sort of demonstrate excellence first. Yeah. And, and I think my answer is in that somewhere. I, I think, you know, when we say authentic, we want to be authentic enough to get credit for the authenticity. Mm -hmm. But I think if I showed you that, like, I'm bickering with my wife about this and I had to take a drop in income this year because of this and that led to this. And I think if I showed you the real me at a raw level without the context of where I've been or what I've accomplished, I think it looks different. I think we want to be authentic, but I can't show you all my crazy without mm -hmm. the context of the ethos of Eric Hubbard. That's so good. Now, I, I mean, that's I, such I, a good observation. That's my 
view of the world. No. You know, I want my failures out there, but not those failures. I want those failures yeah. hidden. Now, I'll share yeah. those with Mary, you know, privately, but I don't want them blasted out on social media. Yeah. You know what's funny? That's such a great insight. Um, you know, I used to share a lot more personal content than I do currently. And I found that whenever I would share personal stories and the ups and the downs, that got way more engagement. People were way more interested in my personal life than my business life. So there's uh -huh. definitely truth to being authentic and showing it all. But I also agree with you. I think the journey of growing a brand, growing a business, you have to kind of have a foundation and some proof of who you are, the excellence piece, um, before people are going to accept you. And there, some people aren't like I follow an account that's all about men and women dynamics, relationships, femininity, masculinity, all this stuff. And this guy, you know, he's, he's showing up super authentically. He shows his lifestyle. They like live out in the woods and like his wife stays at home and like takes care of the baby and he works. And he's all about like having this healthy dynamic. And I love the account. But then what happens sometimes too is like he shares so much of his life that it almost is starting to feel like he's using it as an ego boost and or a way to just qualify his perspective and it almost is like overdone so it i just feel like it's a really difficult dance so it is i have i feel the same way about jordan peterson the the guy yes. you know i i agree with 80 percent of what he says like i really yes. I, I love 80 percent of what he says i'm like oh my god i where's this been and there's yeah. 20% where I'm like, I, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how I feel. And I feel like on the early side, if you're too authentic, you're not going to be taken seriously. You're going to be put in a box that no one yeah. wants to be in. On the other side, once you reach a point of critical mass or critical success, I think you move from reporting the news, if you will, to driving the news. And now you're doing things to make them look authentic. And that's not what you naturally. Yeah, I, it's a it's an incredibly difficult line to thread. And I I am so jaded on that authenticity push. And uh, but I will tell you, when you said you used to share more personal, I remember when we first met, I was like, I don't you know, obviously I didn't know who, who Mary Rob was or anything like that. And mm -hmm. I followed you on Instagram and um, uh, I, I am the outlier. I spend under an hour on social media in a week. I really try yeah. hard Yeah. because um, the comparison game hits me hard. Yeah. It was actually a video when you were talking about some of the challenges in your life in, in you know, your early 20s and mid 20s. And I think that was the video that I, you went from being this random person that I met and in, in sort of in my sphere of, you know, influence in the dental space to like, I admired you. And, and I don't know, I, I could probably find the video. It would take me a second. You were doing something. It was for the Dallas Margarita Ball or something. And I remember that being the moment. So I don't know. It, it's, but at the same time, you were authentic. And that's where I was like, wow, I, I, I you know, this is a person that's, that's a good human being that I, I should have in my life more. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I think what we can, what I can say about that is just even encouraging our clients in that what I constantly am coaching on is I think our clients are afraid to put themselves out there. And, and the thing about social media that is tricky, but this is where you can, you know, have people in your corner to help coach you through this is it's, you know, I don't want to overshare. I don't want to show too much authenticity, but then what happens is you're showing up with this extreme barrier, this extreme wall of just like, I am a dentist. I am a doctor. 
this is what I do. And it's like, that it doesn't land with people as much as having a, a good balance of, I am an expert in my business and in, in the work that I do for my patients and the vision I have and the impact that I make is all very clear, but mm -hmm. I'm also real. I have a personality. I, I have my own battles that I face. It's like that no like trust factor. You know, mm -hmm. if you always are showing up perfect and just showing, you know, all of the highlight reel and none of the behind the scenes, none of what it actually takes to do what you do every day, it's going to be a lot harder to build that trust. And that's what social media is there for is it's a relationship building platform. And the, the way that we're building relationships is through telling our story authentically, mm -hmm. which that word is, it's a little triggering to me too, because it's kind of one of those things that's like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like there's, it, it sometimes can feel like there's no way to win, you know? It, it's tough. And I've equated it to, and I get to say this at my 48 years, soon to be 49 years of life that, and I don't think I really understood this until the last three to four years. And I'm a slow learner, admittedly. I have stopped trying to please everyone. I I am now trying to please people in my tribe. And 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 I, that is going to come at a cost. And, you know, that's another thing that we talk about all the time is the culture of our company should cost us something. And the culture mm -hmm. of identity should too. Like I'm not, I, I shouldn't try to please everyone. And but when we get on social media and we start looking at the vanity metrics of likes and the vanity, met, you know, some of the van more vanity metrics around social media. And, and I know there's some real, real powerful engagement metrics out there, but it just, it, it's like, we just throw that away and we start trying to publish content and you see it in the, in the influencers that they do something and they have to continue to ratchet up the 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 story and i cringe when they're giving away like five thousand dollars to homeless people you know the that that fake you know you're doing yeah. it not altruistically that is the most furthest thing from altruism that you could that you could do yeah uh but i i very much think that dentists and small business owners need to know who their tribe is and the more authentic you can be to them the better but it is, it is a challenging word. It is. And my encouragement with that in mind would just be that, you know, it's fair to feel like it's, it's scary. It's scary to be vulnerable. And it's, it's, it's not always the easiest thing to do up front, but just start, just start somewhere, start, you know, with a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there. I mean, your content spread can still be 80, 90% your work especially if you're just getting into it, but people have choices. They know how to do their research and they're wanting to get to know their providers. And especially if you want retention, this is a very powerful tool and a powerful way to really connect with your patients and with your team and just really share about that culture. But that culture comes from who you are. And every everybody knows that we're all very multifaceted and, and people are interested in, in all the things. And you will actually end up attracting more of the right people by doing that and keeping away the wrong people. And then you'll just be happier because you're around people where you guys are all in alignment. The, the best case that comes to my mind immediately as you talked was there's a a doctor, her name is Dr. Brittany Dickinson, and she's up in Chicago. She runs uh, she runs an aesthetic off dental office, but next door she has an office called the Plump Room that does more of the injectables and stuff. And in her in her all of her content is built around. I'm looking for symmetry. I'm looking to 
you know, restore what was lost. And, and she said, you know, if you want this, the, this look, I'm not, I'm not interested in chasing massive lips and, you know, I'm not trying yeah. to knock 20 years off somebody. I'm not. And, and she, she does it in such a purposeful way that you can see that she's chasing a very niche crowd in mm -hmm. the injectable market. She's not chasing every single person who wants injectable. She's, like, she's saying, if you don't want what I have, you need to go somewhere else. And yeah, she has built such a wonderful brand around not just talking about who she is, but talking about who she's not. Yeah. That, that's probably, as you were talking, that's probably the closest person I've seen thread the needle between this is my tribe and these people are not. And I'm not, not only am I going to talk to them, I'm going to tell them they're not my tribe. Yeah. And it's so freeing. You know, I, I heard a saying from uh, Kirk, he's the, the head of ACT Dental Coaching. He said, you know, clear is the new kind. And I, that quote stuck with me that, you know, being 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 clear and consistent is far greater than being kind in today. And I liked it. That's so good. It is so true. So Brene Brown has the book Dare to Lead. And one of her communication strategies is clear as kind. And that's mm. actually one of our core values is communication. And so we always talk about when we're communicating with, across the team, whenever we're communicating with clients. And that's just in general, it's just like the more clarity you can provide and the more honest and just direct you can be the better no fluff no beating around the bush no hiding who you are what you truly want um so i love that and and i agree with you that's that's kind of where i was going and i think even like circling back to the jordan peterson thing just at the end of the day like you you can't be afraid of people who are not going to agree with you in fact the more content that you share the more that you give an opinion and have an opinion the more that you're, you're going to grow faster. Now you yep. have to be prepared for the criticism. You have to be prepared for people that are going to come through and try and knock you down. But that's, that's where like what you're saying, that's where people are going to start really enjoying you and start trusting you. And that's where you're going to, going to attract the right people again, who align with you. So, I mean, that's huge. I think it's, it's going to continue to be a huge trend going into 2024 as well. Yeah, that's. I feel a lot of offices want to play to not lose the social game versus playing to win it. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of a loser strategy. So good. Yeah. We should make that a quote. That was good. Know. Well, I mean, you know the difference, right? Like playing to yeah. not lose is, yeah, I don't want to make anyone mad, but I want to post every day because, you know, you're checking a box to try to get the not loss. but you're not yeah. gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. I mean, well, it's exhausting. Else? Yeah, it yeah. is. What else you got for us, Mary? I mean, that those are kind of like the bigger picture trends that we're going to be seeing. You know, Instagram is going to continue to roll out different features that protect our accounts from spam. So there's a new feature that was just released that's going to start deleting um, spam followers and comments. You can actually set it set it up so that it automatically does that. So again, like. We're looking for more and more just connection, more high value. Mm -hmm. Any strategy that you're using, like bots, a fake follower to get a like, that's not going to work anymore. Um, and the, the apps are really cracking down on that. And um, I think minimalism, less is more. Um, again, that word authenticity, less curated content is what you could say instead of authenticity. Less mm -hmm. curated, more raw, more real. Um, and the last tip that I'll say there is, um, you know, if you're really, you know, getting hung up on getting into that arena and really starting to go there with your audience, 
one thing that really helped me was sitting down and just getting really clear on my personal core values and then really getting a vision of who do I want to show up as. And as long as I'm showing up in a way that aligns with my personal core values, I don't have any regrets around the content that I'm sharing. Um, so that's just something that might help before you start getting out there and putting yourself out there, or you can just do it and just, just try and experiment, see what works, see what doesn't. One of the best things I did on this podcast was I just started recording myself. And at some point we started pushing out videos and at some point now we have amazing people like yourself coming on to talk to us. And, and the, the quality of episodes we're doing now is much higher, but yeah. we just, we had to start somewhere. And Absolutely. You're going to get better and but it is a practice. It is it is something that has to be worked on. I don't want to say every day because that sounds hyperbolic, but like if you're going to make an impact on social media, you have to be relevant, you have to go out there and have an opinion, you have to play to win. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you just you're just another another one of the people that we're probably hiding from our feeds. Absolutely. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Well, Mary, thank you so much for your time. I love having you on the show. I think the world of the work you guys do at Social Practice. If you want a killer social media game, you need to call Mary. Uh, she's amazing. Her and her team are great. You know, you Google her. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to your site. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Eric. I so appreciate it.